Hey, what's going on? Backstage here at Washington Hall Historic Venue here with Michael Oku. First off, mm-hmm. what's the OJMO? The, the OJMO. The OJMO. That was my um, first name. I was dead set on the OJMO being my wrestling name. And it was yeah. uh, for a few years. Um, and by dead set, I mean like when I was like eight years old, I was like, this is the name. This is the name it's going to be when I be a wrestler, which only happened like nearly t- 15 years later. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the OJMO. It's just, it was like a combination of initials yeah. as well as uh, one of my favorite wrestlers at the time was Owen Hart. Yeah. Owen James yeah. is his name. And the only reason I knew that was because I had the WWF Attitude game. Okay. And it had a little tribute to him at the start of the game every time. It said Owen James Hart. I didn't know his name. Yeah. OJ. And my name, which if you look at it on a passport, Oku Abasi is my first name. Uh-huh. Nigerian name. But everybody at home, family members, family friends would call me Junior. So I was just Oku Abasi Junior. OJ, Michael Oku, OJ Emma. I was like, this is the name. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm just going to go all in. And then... Rev Pro came along, my promotion, my home promotion. The promoter didn't like the name. Sure. It's like, you're going to be Michael Oku. And I was like, fine. And I was kicking and screaming. Yeah. As in, the last place I was wrestling as the OJMO was um, a promotion called Purpose. Okay. It's which does shows in a library. Wow. Yes. So check that Very out. Very scholastic. Yes. They do shows in the library. And that was the last place I was holding on to the OJMO name. But... Michael Oku had the cooler matches. So okay, okay. The opportunities with Michael Oku, you got to leave OJMO in the past. It was just confusing. People. It was an era. I had, people were thinking that we were two different people at the times. <laughs> I needed, I you have two different like wick, pro wrestling wikis about you. Do I? Yeah, you have the Michael Oku, you have the OJMO. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the praise. I was like, wait, they look very similar. Yeah, there you go. The, pl- the praise slash criticism was split. I can deal with the yeah. split criticism, but the praise, I need it to be combined and joined together. So. I like OJMO, man. The, but this Michael Oku guy, I don't yeah. know about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if I... It's kind of like Owen Hart Blue Blazer. It's like, That's what's it. he going to be, you That's know? That's it. That's it. Bringing it back to the Owen. So, eight years old, you knew you wanted to be a wrestler. Yes. Okay. I... Even probably younger than that. Wow. I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, and... But there was no attempt to try sure. to be a wrestler. It would just be playing wrestling with my older brother yeah. when our parents aren't home yeah. kind of thing um, but the video games talk about the video games yeah. I got every one of the video the wrestling video games which was video. your favorite you were no mercy guy I didn't have an N64 okay. my cousin had an N64 so we were going up to his To he lived very close he lived in a, we lived in a flat and he lived mm-hmm. five floors above us yeah He's getting married soon. I think in Ohio or Chicago. Okay. I don't even. I don't know if I can get to it. Yeah. But anyway, like, But anyway, he only had. <laughs> he only had revenge. He had WCWS and the great revenge, game, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. So I only played No Mercy for the first time, like way, way later. On. Okay. Emulators. Ah. Uh, I'm whispering because I don't yeah. know if they're legal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um. So here comes the pain. Okay, PS2. this is a great game. I think that's yeah. the go-to. I yeah. think that's the one that, like, that's... It's With Brock Lesnar on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Giant Goldberg. Yeah. I've got Goldberg trunks on. It's a big fan. Okay. Now, so, wh- what was your first memory of wrestling as a kid? Uh, ooh, my first memory of wrestling was being told 
that I'm not going to watch the Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. Okay. I remember that. And that was 97. It was your parents? Yeah, my parents saying, you're not going to watch it. It's, it's going to be too violent. Yeah. And obviously that was the first Hell in a Cell match, yeah. which must mean that they did a good job in promoting the Hell in yes. a Cell match. Yeah. Like, whatever they did, they scared my parents into thinking, yep. my son, who is... Well, it's hell, it's, dude. It's, it's hell. hell. Yeah, true, true. Can't do hell. Um, so so that was in 97, right? And yeah. I don't remember anything from 97, but I vaguely remember them saying, you're not watching, you, you not at all. Yeah. But my first memories was from essentially 90... Nine onwards, yeah. Stuff from '99 onwards. I remember Chris Jericho's debut. Oh yeah, in Chicago. Yep. Which happened in Chicago. Yep. Um, I remember my mom not liking him, thinking he's trying to copy The Rock. Okay. Who's awesome. But your mom watched with you. Oh yeah, they watched wrestling. That's, that's cool. Why. That's cool. That's why they were like, no, that's too much. Yeah. It's too violent. So they were deciding what was good and okay. Okay. But from like '99 onwards, I had a vivid memory of like every single you were in yeah watching wrestling yeah and then my, yeah my favorite the rock like my favorite yeah jericho or my favorite two favorite wrestlers of all time are those two yeah so over in the uk obviously so you're in you grew up in london yes yep so there was a good wwf uh, like on sky sports right yeah was wcw available so wcw oh that's a weird one i think if i remember that correctly you had to only the only way you could watch it is if you had cable yeah. And then you went to the Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah. Past 9 p.m. Okay. It would change to TNT. Interesting. And then you'd watch Nitro. But I was too young to be sure if that was happening. Yeah. So I just felt like randomly a sure. WCW full of people who I've never, I don't really know. Yeah. And then I think Thunder would be on like another channel yep. on like Fridays sometimes. So it was really hard. It to was like a WCW. whole other world, man. So I think... You most UK fans are all in on like WWF more than WWE. Yeah, just just because it was easier to yeah. find. Did you get to go to any? Uh, what, they would come over to the UK over you know once every year or so. Did you ever get to go see them live when you were a kid? No, no, no. The first time I got to see uh, wrestling live was in two thousand like ten. So like when I'm a teen. Wow. Yeah. I'll go with like some school friends who were in on it. Um, that was during the guest host era. Oh no. But the guest host was Bret Hart. Wow, okay. So it's one of the better ones. It's yeah, one of the better yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, got to see Bret Hart live. Got to see uh, so many people live. It was just crazy. It was yeah. very far away. The O2 Arena. Oh, yeah. Go to, and it's like, I mean, we were not. Humongous. Yeah, we did not pay for the expensive tickets. People who were in college. Sure. Um, at the time. Um, but then, I'd, yeah, I'd go like, I think next time, I think when, next year or the year after. I think they were still doing the guest. Yes, they yeah. They were doing the guest host era because the next guest host, the next time I went to Raw, was David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Don't hassle the Hoff, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They were like, come on, guys, say it. Hoff, Hoff. And they put it on the Titan Tron. Hoff, Hoff. And that's how Raw started. But they didn't show that when Raw started. Yeah, everyone was just going, Hoff. Yeah, half, so half. They, they acted as though we were just so rapidly as wrestling fans <laughs> dying to see David Hasselhoff that like the show hasn't started and they just picked it up in progress with us chanting, David Hasselhoff, where are you? And then out he comes. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so I watched some, that's the only times I watched wrestling. <laughs> that's so funny. But then I watched a show, um, I watched a show where Adrian Neville, who's Pac, was yeah, on, yeah. which is very cool. Watching him do the Red Arrow live, which is yeah. cool, because then I then went on to wrestle him, yes. which is wicked. Um, 
But then I went to a show in Brighton, which is like one of which was a house show. So it yeah. wasn't a raw SmackDown taping; it was a mm-hmm. house show, essentially. And uh, the seats were cheaper and were a bit closer. Yeah. And then that was the moment where I was like, "Oof, I'm too close. I'm too close to this." But the ring is right there. Yeah. I think. I think it's time. I think I have to try and do this one day. So obviously there's a rich, uh, right around this time, there's like a really rich underground independent wrestling scene in the UK. Were you aware of this or were you more so just, you know, watching the WWF and WWE rather? I I wasn't really aware of like how, when there was the British wrestling boom, I was not aware that it was happening when I was like around it and i knew about indies i yeah. was watching indies in the u.s sure any indie not any indie but not like the main indies that you can think of or just the smaller companies mm-hmm. i'd know all about that and I'd be watching it i was a like hardcore wrestling fan in that sense mm-hmm. but i didn't really know it, it it's crazy because so we had a channel it came out in 2002 called the wrestling channel wow and that was Oh my god, that was the most mind blowing thing because that's where they put on TNA, that's where they put on Ring of Honor, cool, CZW, wow, pro wrestling, Noah, everything. I and want then, this channel, and there was like world of sport, old school world yeah. of sport stuff was all on there, and it was just 24 7 wrestling. Oh my they just god, just gave it to us, it was unbelievable. Um, but there was also a promotion called FWA, okay, and they ran shows in York Hall, Bethnal Green, which is like a big venue mm-hmm. in London. Um, and there's a lot of talent that have like done FWA and Ring of Honor did a joint show with them as okay. well back around that time and you who's who are people like sure. Christopher Daniels Samoa Joe Paul London they they like all did those shows um, but I just thought in my head oh that's just a thing that happened somewhere in London sure not a thing I didn't know that then there's a show there's a project called RevPro that is still running York Hall yep. and are bringing people from you know, across the pond yep. to wrestle and where Bethnal Green was where I was growing up in Old Street it's like a bus away from Bethnal Green wow so it was right in your backyard it was basically my backyard yeah and at these times like 2015 16 he's bringing over like Kurt Angle's wrestling yeah, yeah. Jay Styles yeah. Ray Mysterious wrestling yeah. just around the corner and yeah. I was completely unaware yeah. so that that was such a, a crazy thing to learn that that was happening yeah progress was a big one mm-hmm um, in fact, it was progress. I think I saw it on. I think I was on Reddit. I think I was lurking on Reddit. Sure, yeah. And I saw uh, a clip of a cash in because every independent promotion yeah. had a, a briefcase. Yeah. And they did a cash in, and like the crowd was rabid and like carrying the champion in the air. And it was just, I was like, wow. I was like, and I found it was in Camden, London, which is in North London again, yeah. not far away. I'm like, what? And then there was another clip of Regal being at the show. I'm like, what? This is just making me go like, what is going on? Yeah. So these these small discoveries helped me uh, know that there was a scene and then know that there were training schools nearby. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of how I began my journey when uh, I knew that there was a wrestling training school in London. So how old were you when, first, when you first uh, I was started? 23. 23, okay. Which in, in uh, British wrestling is like old. Might as well put them out to pasture, dude. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah, over the hill. Everybody's starting at 12, 13. <laughs> oh my it's God. It's crazy. Got a I'm bunch like, of Nick Waynes over there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just all of them. It's just all of them That's are amazing. Nick Wayne. And, and, and it's like, yeah, when there I am thinking, oh, I'm signing at a good age. Yeah. Early twenties, young. No, they're like, oh, it's 
Oh, you're starting? Ha. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I remember my first match. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, in a way, I, was, I felt like I was playing catch-up because I was 23 and then there's people who are way more experienced than me that are yeah. way younger than me. Were you athletic, though? Did you have yeah. an athletic background? Yeah, but only in school. Sure. Nothing crazy where I competed or did championships or anything. Yeah. Um, just P, physical education. Sure. We did, um, when we would do... Uh, athletics olympic not olympics but like we do olympic yeah. sports kind of things um high jump was a thing that like for some reason i was just good at yeah and so we learned the fosbury flop okay and i was always like undefeated at fosbury flops when yeah. it was sports day with we were competing against all the other classes yeah so i remember being undefeated i was always undefeated at high jump in school fosbury flop was kind of my yeah. thing and then you know there was a fateful day in wrestling where like it was just a random a random match I had yeah. in a random town where I was like in like a multi-man and everybody was doing like dive train loads of dives and like do you do a dive and then like everybody done the dives I've done before like is in like a suicide dive yeah. like a flip dive I was like well in school I did a I did a Fosbury flop yeah I remember AJ Styles did that once so I just tried it yeah and I could have killed myself, <laughs> but it went well. And but I was you like, were the champion of it in your school. Yeah, but in a random <laughs> part of East London, a school in East London. Uh, yeah, so I was like, can I just do this randomly at a wrestling show? Sure. Let's do it. I don't know how you're going to catch me, guys. Yeah, let's go. Let's just hope for the best. And exactly. yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of where if you've seen that me do that, that's how that came to be. That's funny. My so where'd you, where'd you train, man? So it was a Progress Wrestling School. Oh, cool. Progress had a wrestling school. It was in yeah. Brixton, South London. Awesome. Um, my main trainer, Eddie Dennis, uh -huh. who recently, recently retired uh, in a rumble that I won. Nice. Like okay. if I lose the rumble, I retire. Yeah. Then I, like a piece of shit, ran, won the rumble. Yeah. But uh, as a baby face, yeah. people love me. Okay. It's all... It's all the story we tell stories in RevPro. RevPro is the main place we tell. Nice. We tell a lot of stories, and that was like his last match. Um, it was really cool. But um, he's just really like he was a teacher before yeah. um, before he got into wrestling, and while he was wrestling, wow. then he made it full time wrestling. Got signed to NXT UK. Yep. Then they let him go. Then he's back on the scene, yep. like being like more like close hand, like but like his knowledge for wrestling, being like he was best friends with, like Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews yeah. and they have knowledge they all have like a i think they have the same mindset of wrestling awesome so being able to learn from him i think really shaped me into the wrestler i am today. yeah that's awesome man right on so so did you take to it pretty quick i would say so yeah. yeah yeah i would say so i didn't know if i would yeah i was hoping that i would i was like i've watched tough enough I've, yeah yeah i've sure. seen an idea yeah. of yeah. how things kind of go yeah. Um, I mean, you're a super fan, so you kind of know, you know. Yeah, yeah you, you kind know. of have an idea. I've yeah. seen a shoot if you're all two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, you have an idea sure. of kind of yeah. how things are. But, like, me, like, I think it was the, the first time taking a bump. I was yeah. like, I know this is going to hurt. I have to find out if I'm going to be okay yeah. with how this hurts. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's the price I'm going to pay. Let's go. Okay. And, uh. So I started training in January 2017. Uh, five months later, I had my first match for Progress. Wow. Um, and yeah, like it felt like, it's weird because it's like, in comparison to other people, yeah. like, yeah, just like, that's kind of essentially how my career went. But in my head, I'm like, I'm seeing the steps that I took and sure. things were small and I look back now and things were like random towns 
yeah. little money, no money sometimes. Yeah. But like I started at a big point and mm -hmm. I think that really did help me get my name out there more. Yeah. Because especially like to debut for progress in the middle of the boom. Yeah. And everybody's like, who is this guy? Yeah. That helped me so much to get other bookings around the country and then yeah. in parts of Europe as well. That's awesome. Uh, what, who who are some people that you were kind of like early on? You kind of have to you know be inspired by wrestlers. Kind of maybe even just kind of do your take on wrestlers. What were some people that inspired you? As in the current ones, the ones, or just me? when you were first starting? You know, maybe just people that you looked up to from past generations or current. So yeah, I wanted to. I, I mean, in my head, I wanted to mold myself around the Rock and Chris Jericho. Yeah. That was kind of the ones that I really wanted to mold myself around. I want to say especially Chris Jericho because um, there's a lot of people who I was training with, getting a lot, of, a lot of kids, or just people who could do like the craziest lucha stuff, the craziest moves, and stuff that like I want to try and have like a grasp of how to do some of them, but I can't do them the way they do them. Yeah. And I wanted to liken myself to being the the Chris Jericho to their WCW Cruiserweight. Okay. That's kind of how I wanted to yeah. see myself as being like, like I want to be able to be there for all their stuff yep. and take it great. And, um, but also provide like the, like the base, the base kinda, yeah. as well as the, the showmanship, yep. like all those things in there. So like, um, uh, that that's kind of how I saw myself as like being, I also see Adam Cole as a person who yeah. I want to take a lot of inspiration from in terms of like a modern person. Yeah. Because he's like an, He's such an interesting wrestler to me because I feel like with like a, a Will Ospreay, you can just say, well, he does things that other humans can't. So that's why he's great. You, you can't really, to me, you can't really say this is why Adam Cole is as great as he is. It's really hard to describe it. His promos are great, yeah, but yeah. like in the ring, he has great matches. You're like, well, he has great matches because of this. There's so many small aspects to it and I really wanted to study him to understand what it is and about the timing as well as the, the timing and pacing of how it's, and again, him always being there for everyone else's stuff is such a big thing. And then, so I was trying myself to be learning how to do that. Yeah. Um, and then of course, in terms of people I was like getting inspiration from, I was getting inspiration from people I was wrestling. Yeah. Um, and if we talk about Pac, um, always being a fan of his, uh, and I was always a fan of people who, people selling yeah that was kind of my go-to thing people wrestlers that i was drawn to other than the people i've mentioned it would always be selling if like when youtube was the first thing when it was new yeah man, i'm old man <laughs> when it was like the new thing yeah i would search like uh like the rock cell jeff hardy cell okay you know yeah. rvd cell yeah. aj style cell like yeah. how they like that those are interesting cool. clips of yeah. like how they took that ddt look yeah. how they took, like you know yeah. those those always drew me to i always thought those were the cooler wrestlers yeah. the ones who made the moves look good so again i always wanted to make the moves look as best as possible and i remember um finn balor does like a shotgun drop kick mm -hmm. and that was one of his big moves that he still does it now and like people would take it into the corner yeah and he wrestled Adrian Neville, packed. Yeah. And he took it so well. I remember the crowd losing their mind. And it was so good that they put it in the intro of NXT. Wow. So it was always there. And I was like, that is how I'm going to take that yeah. from now on. And also, that is how I'm going to, my goal will be like, if people make a highlight MV of themselves wrestling, if they wrestled me, I'm going to be in that MV because I took their move the best. So That's that was cool. kind of my notion. Yeah. Thing. And then like, yeah, getting to wrestle him, learning, the pacing he yeah. is he is so like everything is very slow he takes his time more than people realize because obviously he's 
and that flair god but people don't understand how much he takes his time and when we first wrestled we both we just gelled because i knew that he already did that yeah. and i was learning it but i i already kind of had that mindset so being two years in and having that match with him and going 30 minutes with him the time flew by and the wow. crowd were engaged yeah. because our philosophy was very 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 yeah. similar when it comes to wrestling wow so at this point um you know you're, you're wrestling a lot you're over here in the united states mm-hmm. you know fast forward a few years are you able to wrestle full-time or do you have a day job oh yeah no not full-time not full-time yet um very very close um it's got a day job i've, I've been i say a day job more i've had many yeah many part-time day jobs sure whether it's in a restaurant whether it's doing security feeding your wrestling addiction yeah yes oh hunt that's what it is yeah yeah i've, I've done loads uh working in retail and like I, I sometimes do it multiple so like i've got it's like a security license so i can be security for like events sure. and stuff yeah. um and i try and use that to top up where i've got like free time yeah. wrestling yeah. weekends. as well as that like and this is kind of what helps me be close to being full-time is that like um i'm a trainer ref pro awesome have a wrestling school in london and i'm like one of the regular trainers there that's cool so the ideal world would be just do rest train people yeah wrestle and that's all i need yep um i'm close to that i feel like i just it's weird it's so wild. almost that's, there that's the thing with the indies i feel like there is such a big gap from indie to being signed anywhere where like yeah. you just gotta be grinding and grind, then, like, grind, the next grind. day yep. you just you kind of set for nice. a good amount so yeah almost there almost there Hopefully. right on uh so you're you came here for a wrestlemania weekend did a bunch of wrestling shows and now you came up to defy what uh here at washington hall what was your experience like uh for your first defy wrestling match incredible man incredible so good it was it was, it was i'm trying to think it was what i expected or ex- i could say that the cliche it exceeded expectations but i everything i've seen from defy was just the crowd is rabid the crowd is amazing the, the atmosphere I can't wait to see it, like how it's filmed, because yeah. the way it's filmed is beautiful. Um, but like, the only fear was like, and I'm and I'm watching, so I'm match three, I'm listening, and I'm watching match one and match two, and I'm yeah. like, man, they're pretty, they're pretty loud, they're yeah, pretty loud, pretty loud. Uh, they're gonna be loud for me. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the fear. Sometimes, like, when they're really loud, you should, you as a wrestler, you should be like, great, great, yeah. they're yeah. hot. Yeah. But now you're like. Man, if they're not loud for me, then they're, well, if they're all tuckered out. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, or I'm not going to be good enough to make them as loud as they are for all the sure, other people. Yeah. But like, they were just absolutely so up for my for me and for Cody. And Cody was like the great dance partner in the match. He's, yep. he's so good, so good. And, I, and I'm just enjoying that. Like, I'm doing this tour. I say I'm doing this tour. It's it's ending now. It's done. It's, yeah. it's two weeks. But like, being able to like meet new people and wrestle people for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And it just click that's the cool thing about wrestling because it doesn't make sense that we can just Mm -hmm. do this thing not meet each other until the day of and then produce something that people just produce art yeah in such a way that's that's what that's one of my favorite things about wrestling that's awesome well we we welcome you here man and and we really hope to have you back it's awesome to have you here man and next time you're in the states definitely make a defy a destination and uh my last question for you man pick a scar on your body Show us if you can, but at least tell us the story of how you got the scar. Oh my God. Okay. Um, 
Oh, man. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It okay. could just be a childhood scar or anything. Okay. This one, this one's like a little scar in my hand. Mm-hmm. This is just an annoying one because <laughs> um, the letterbox in the flat I'm living at the moment. Okay. Like you have to lift it up completely. Like yeah. the door, not the door, like the flap doesn't open up. So you've got to like lift the whole thing, but it's so metallic. Yeah. And uh, to grab it, I had to like, it's so sharp. So it just God like, damn. Oh, man, and like, just, I mean, like just a f- big, big flap, just like pouring down nonstop. It was so, so painful, stung so much. And I just, it's one of those ones, just an annoying, an annoying pain. And just annoying scar, and just like stop bleeding, you idiot. And then I promise you, just as like I can stop feeling the pain yeah. every day, it happens again. Oh. In the exact same place. And I'm like, I look at it now. I'm like, this is never gonna go. Yeah. Because this letterbox, which is broken, I didn't break. I don't know why the landlord hasn't fixed it. Now I've got this scar for life to to look at and hate. So, dude. Yeah. Go get your mail, and it's like a death match. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> I have to be so... I'm so careful, because that's all I think about is this scar. And it's, I'm just, like, looking at what bill is now overdue. It's not even something you want. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, yeah, I think that's the, that's the one scar I can remember. Okay. Top of my head. The other scars are just on my chest from chops, because... Yeah. You see, as an underdog baby face in independent wrestling, it means that people chop you loads. Yep. <laughs> And it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Michael Oku, thank you so much, man. Thank, thank you. you for taking the time, man. Thank you. Thank yes, you for having me. Absolutely. Amazing. <laughs>